want to protect your business? The time is near. You've given it heart. Now, get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. I'm Richard Gearhart, founder of Gearhart Law, a full-service intellectual property law firm specializing in patents, trademarks, and copyrights. And I'm Elizabeth Gearhart, not an attorney, but I work at Gearhart Law doing the marketing and I have my own startups. Welcome to Passage to Profit, everyone. The road to entrepreneurship where we talk with startups, small businesses, and discuss the intellectual property that helps them flourish. And now it's time for us to turn to our featured guest, Adam Carroll, who's going to be talking about money things. And we're really excited about that because we all love money. Let us know how we can improve ourselves. My program itself, The Shred Method, is all about teaching people how to create more efficiency with their money. To explain that, the two greatest expenses that most people have in their life are taxes and the interest expense on debt. Years ago, someone said, if you can figure out how to minimize taxes and you can figure out how to minimize the interest paid on the debt that you have incurred, then wealth building is a bygone conclusion. What we do is we teach people how to create efficiency with their income and blast away their debt in record time. So how do we do that? The key is what you do with what's left over. You know, one of our core philosophies with Shred when we coach individuals is you have to have more money at the end of the month, not more month at the end of your money. You know, and for yeah. business owners, especially the number one reason businesses go out of business is they're undercapitalized, mm -hmm. right? They don't have enough money to weather a financial storm here or there. And so what we do is we teach people, number one, how to create a surplus at the end of the month. So you have money left over. And then secondarily, what do you do with that to make sure that it's the most efficient use possible? And I'll give you guys an example. Elizabeth, I'm going to pick on you if you don't mind. From time <laughs> to time, Elizabeth, would you say that there is extra money either in savings or checking? From time to time, yes, I would yes. say that. And when that money is there, what do you find it generally goes to? It generally goes to debt. Hmm. It, it goes to pay off the credit card. Okay, that good. doesn't mean that I didn't charge up the credit card again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and where I'm going with that is most people, if there's extra money sitting there, it generally goes out somewhere. When money sits in our account, we see it. It makes us feel good. It also lures us into this false sense of, well, I have it. It's extra, quote unquote, extra. So when we walk into Costco, we end up walking out with things we didn't really need going in. There were just things that were like, oh, that's cool. And my wife jokes that I'm the only guy who can walk into Costco with a shopping list and walk out with a kayak. <laughs> well, I will say, I will say I do do the impulsive buying sometimes. Yeah. And I do think that that can add up quickly, let's say. One of the things that we teach at the Shred Method is it's not magic, it's math. And when you understand the mathematics of how a debt is paid off over time, and you begin to play the bank's game against the bank, which is really mm -hmm. what we're doing in the form of software. The question that I often ask clients is, if you had an extra fifteen or $20,000 a year, would it be life-changing for you? And the answer typically is yes, even that amount of money, even if it's five grand for some or less, can be a life-changing amount. We often see our clients will claw back 20 or 30 or 40 grand a year in interest costs that they would normally spend that is now going to build their own wealth. And so Richard, to your point, taking a great vacation or taking your wife out for a really nice dinner from time to time, all those things become infinitely easier when you're not sending that extra 10 or 15 or 20 grand to the bank or an interest. Well, I have to agree. I hate paying interest to the bank and I hate paying interest on the mortgage and all that stuff, but the mortgage is 
at least lower, but like credit cards are the devil. When we have a client that may have some level of credit card debt, student loan debt's another one that can be seven, eight, nine percent or higher, higher if it's private mm -hmm. for sure. We go after those debts first in order to free up whatever the monthly payment was on those debts. And so many of our clients find that as they get older and older and make more and more money, their expenses actually are ratcheted down as opposed to going up. And in our society, what happens is we make more money and we spend more money. And so the more we make, the more our expenses become. And it just kind of keeps us on this trajectory that makes it not easier to live, maybe the same level of difficulty to live or more difficult to live. And in our philosophy, the goal should be that as you get closer and closer to a retirement age, your expense profile actually is going down so that retirement becomes super easy. It's it's a non-issue. I think it's fascinating that you have software that helps address this. So what is the role of software in helping people change these bad habits? In my world, what I find is that most people are spending money not intentionally, but unintentionally. Big difference between, I know where my money goes to give me the biggest benefit. For the majority of consumers, it's very unintentional. It just goes out the door. And at the end, end of the month, you find yourself saying, I have no idea where all my money went. I know I should have more than I do in my account. I just don't know where it all went. And so the software itself, we call a behavior modification tool because it's literally just reprogramming your brain about where these payments go on a semi-regular basis. And the metaphor I like to use is this. If I told anyone on the, the Zoom today that your car is running in your driveway right now, what would you do? Don't turn it off. Yet what most of us do is we park money in a checking account or a savings account for days or weeks or months on end, all the while we're paying interest on amortized debts like our mortgage, our car loans, our student loans, our credit cards. And so the shred method, what it does, the software, is it looks at how much is coming in, how much is going out, what are all the debts you have that you need to pay on? And then it says, based on how much you have available in either checking or savings or a home equity line of credit in some cases, it's gonna tell you to send a certain amount out to begin blasting away those debts faster than you would otherwise, which then frees up your monthly discretionary income, which then makes it easier to get out of debt. So it's kind of like a combination of the debt snowball and then this habit pattern of where does my income go as it's cycling through my checking or my HELOC or my debt payments. This is not a budget, is it? Budget, I would call like the preliminary step, Richard. And what we do is we help people figure out what are your fixed expenses? What are your variable expenses? How much is your income? And, and where do we need to carve some of that out? Yeah, this is a broad brush statement, but I think most consumers could free up somewhere between $300 and $500 a month just by being more intentional, whether that means like repricing all of your insurances, calling your cable company to see if there's a better deal, calling your cell phone company to see if they're offering a different package or program. We can show people how to carve 500 bucks out in no time. And then it's figuring out what do you do with that extra 500 so it doesn't just go to Target or Costco or dining out. What it boils down to for most people is there is an emotional connection to money. So some people are overspending because they have this mentality of like, well, I deserve it. The first question that we generally ask is, what is your earliest money memory? And when you ask someone what their earliest money memory is, what we presuppose is that your money personality is set by the age of nine years of age. The challenge with that is your parents may have had you when they were in their 20s, maybe in their 30s, maybe in their 40s, and where they were at in their career might determine what your money relationship is. And so we go down and we help reprogram what someone's money scripts were 
from the time they were young to what they are today. Passage to Profit, our special guest, Adam Carroll, and we'll be right back after this. I represent low-cost airlines, and we know a lot of you are not traveling right now, and we understand. However, if you do need to travel between now and the end of the year, now is a great time to lock in some of the lowest prices we've seen in a lifetime. Hey, in normal times, we can save you up to 75%, but now airlines are practically giving away seats. We have inside deals on over 500 airlines. Here are a few sample round trip deals we found. Seattle to Vegas, $35. Chicago to Atlanta, $85. Los Angeles to Atlanta, $100. Of course, there are some limitations, but the airlines want your business right now. And cancellation and change fees are flexible. So fly somewhere this year, book now, save a ton, call right now. 858-988-7477. 858-988-7477. 858-988-7477. That's 858-988-7477. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you, we promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-917-8546. That's 800-917-8546. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And our special guest, Adam Carroll, who is telling us all how to get rid of debt. Now, who doesn't want more money to share and make their money work harder for them? And Adam gave a TED Talk, which he is going to talk to us about now. So Adam, please. This is a, a, a topic near and dear to my heart, Elizabeth, because it involves my children. And I realize that when you have kids, you can run unsanctioned, unsupervised psychological experiments on them. And <laughs> no, one's, no one's the wiser. <laughs> so my kids love to play games, ball games, board games, dice games, but they love playing Monopoly. And one day I came back from a speaking engagement at a college where it occurred to me that these college students were not really making real financial decisions. They were sort of making them in a vacuum or their parents were making them for them. And I'm watching my kids play Monopoly and I wondered, are they playing this way because the money isn't real? And they were playing like outside the rules of the game and and buying each other out of jail and things like that. And I thought, what if the money were real? And so I uh, added up how much it would cost to play a cash game of Monopoly and went to my bank the following Friday and pulled out $10,000 in cold, hard cash and went home and played a cash game of Monopoly with my children uh, that weekend. And it became the, the topic of this TED Talk all about when money isn't real, which I think is what most young people are experiencing, is that money is, it's Venmo and it's PayPal and it's mm-hmm. Zelle and uh, we're tapping our phones and our watches to pay for things. It doesn't ever feel real. So today I'm teaching more and more families how to create the lessons and you know learnings they want to teach their kids around money, but doing it in a very real way. Our daughter was given a financial literacy class in like fifth grade. Our son didn't get that. 
And our daughter to this day has money in the bank. Like she made enough money working for six months to support herself for another six months because she just saved it all and just used what little money she needed to. And I think that having the tools and the knowledge, just that can make a huge difference. And it's great that you're doing it with kids because that's where it needs to start. Kenya, do you have a question? Couples and money. Do you <laughs> find that you attract your polar opposite when it comes to money? Or do you maybe attract somebody who kind of spends like you? Because my husband is the total opposite. My wife, she grew up in the coupon castle with the coupon queen. And they didn't buy stuff unless it was on sale and they had a coupon. And I grew up in a household where my dad would talk about abundance, though I didn't know this. They didn't really have it at the time. And so it seemed like everything was possible for me where nothing was really possible for my wife. And today I would say we complement each other very well because I tend to play really good offense and she plays really good defense. I think couples that are both spenders, that is like a recipe for disaster. And so if you are married to someone who is a spender and you yourself are a spender, that's where I think you've got to get really clear on what money goals are and boundaries around how much is spent and things like that. Otherwise, you could find yourself, you know, somewhere down the road with a gigantic hole that you have to fill back in. We'll have couples ask each other, how much do you need in savings to feel safe and secure? And typically, I don't mean to be sexist about this, but generally speaking, the, a female's answer is going to be much higher than a man's answer. And whenever that is the case, if there is a spread between two couples and it's irrelevant of gender, there is always going to be conflict around money because someone's going to feel stressed that there's not enough and someone's going to feel stressed that there's too much sitting in that account. So at some level, somebody's got to capitulate, probably both of them, and meet in the middle and say, if we're both good on this amount sitting there, then we know we're good. But it's one of those conversations that's hard to have and probably not had enough in most couples. Years ago, there was this couple, I was reading about them in a magazine, they won the lottery and they ended up divorced because the man wanted to live like he was a millionaire, which he was. And the wife wanted to live like they'd always lived. And she kept going to the Goodwill. It's like, lady, you have millions of dollars. Why yeah. would you buy anything at the Goodwill? And they ended up splitting up because they could not square their philosophies around this amount of money. Where I would go with that, Elizabeth, is that question of what was your earliest money memory was one question. And mm -hmm. the other one that I often ask is, and this is a weird one for everyone listening. If there was a knock on your front door and you walked to your front door and opened it and money is standing there personified, money in human form is standing there. A, what do they look like? Who are they? And B, what is your relationship to them? Like, how does it make you feel to have them standing there? You know, speaking of wealth, I mean, what is your definition of wealth and financial freedom? I always like to ask people, if your current income stopped tomorrow, how long could you live your current lifestyle? That's wealth to me. You know, the average American, if you ask them that, if your current income stopped tomorrow, how long could you live? They'd be like, well, let's see, today's Wednesday, Sunday. Oh my gosh. And I think financial freedom for me is the idea that when you have more money coming in passively than mm -hmm. you have expenses, you're financially free. The goal should be to create massive, passive, permanent streams of income that supersede what your expenses <laughs> are. And so long as your expenses are always less than whatever your passive income is, technically you're financially free. Passive income is key. You know, there are the traditional ones that an advisor would probably talk to someone about. And those are going to be things like dividend paying stocks and ETFs. And I've known folks who have retired having invested in one stock for the majority of their life. And, and Warren Buffett's a prime example. He bought Coca-Cola in like the 80s, I think. And his shareholders were kind of aghast at how much he spent on Coca-Cola stock. And then fast forward to the year, I think it was 2004 or five, 
the dividend check on Coca-Cola was the amount that he had paid for the stock 25 years earlier. Wow. So that's a prime example of, you know, how to create it. Some of the, the less um, obvious ones are real estate investing. Mm -hmm. And if you're not wanting to be an active real estate investor, there are syndications where you could be a limited partner in a general partnership where you might own one twenty-fifth of a hotel chain or of a multifamily apartment complex. We do those regularly where we'll put 50 or a hundred thousand dollars into something and it generates you know, anywhere from 500 to a thousand bucks a month into the foreseeable future, knowing that three to five years out, you're going to get your original investment back plus the profit when they turn that kind of deal. That's really where we're trying to steer our clients is first of all, let's shred the debt. Let's increase the amount of equity we have in, in what we own. And then let's deploy that equity in really strategic ways to begin creating that massive, passive, permanent stream of income that allows you to achieve financial freedom. It's really amazing. The majority of our shredders are out of debt between three and seven years, their mortgage included, and not changing their expense profile. So quickly, how does this work? So let's say, for instance, my son and his wife, who we love dearly, but it seems like they never have any money, although they make really good incomes. Would we buy them the program and say, put this on your phone or your computer and do what it says? There is a course, a community, and the software are the three parts of what we do at the Shred Method. So if you are interested in them participating, a registration fee gets them into the course and the community, and then the software is a month-by-month subscription service, but they're getting emails and text messages that literally tell them what to do day-by-day and week-by-week with their money. So for folks that have a hard time kind of wrangling their spending or deciding what to do with the extra payment, this thing literally in a mathematical algorithmic format tells them exactly what to do in order to achieve that goal. That's great. It's really been amazing talking with you, Adam. Where can people find the Shred Method at? The best place to go is simply theshredmethod.com. There's a masterclass that people can go through, a free savings analysis that'll tell you how fast you can be out of debt. And our team is more than willing to jump on a call for 20 minutes and run your numbers and show you what's possible. Adam Carroll, the founder of the Shred Method. Before we go, I'd like to thank the Passage to Profit team, Noah Fleischman, our producer, Alicia Morrissey, our program director. Our podcast can be found tomorrow anywhere you find your podcast. Just look for the Passage to Profit show. And you can find us on Instagram and threads at Passage to Profit show and Twitter, or if you're even more up to date, X at Passage to Profit and on our YouTube channel. Please also join us on our new Facebook group. Search for Passage to Profit Show Listener Community, a new community space for our listeners and guests where you can post questions that you would like answered on the show and interact with the Passage to Profit team. And remember, while the information on this program is believed to be correct, never take a legal step without checking with your legal professional first. Gerhardt Law is here for your patent, trademark, and copyright needs. You can find us at gearheartlaw.com and contact us for a free consultation. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Mm-hmm.